Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In brought to you by GeekVibeNation.com. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with revisiting the Oscars. We're going to talk about the 2016 Oscar season, the 2015 films. I was really getting ready to read what I had wrote down, but I forgot that I didn't change what I had wrote down. It just said, <laughs> and now it's La La Land won Best Picture. That's definitely not this year. 2015 is a was a really solid year for film. I think it was very weak as well in some aspects. There's the underrated Jake Hall film Southpaw. I love that film so much. And then, of course, you had Mississippi Grind, another film that I thought was underrated. And then, of course, 2015 gave us one of the most overrated films of all time, Mad Max Fury Road. I can't wait to argue with everybody on the panel about that one, except for you, Jacob, because you haven't seen it. But as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Jacob. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good. I uh, don't have corona, so that makes me happy. But Me I'm neither, still- bro. I got tested, man. I got yep. tested. I, don't have I got my results back today. And I'm Ready still kind of in the, in the veil of it. It's actually Sweet. just right above me, but Sweet. I'm uh I at least don't have it right now, so that's the good part. Awesome. We're going to be joined this week by three special guests. First, I will introduce to us from Cinemania World, Hannah. How are you today, Hannah? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um did I see you make a look when I said Mad Max was overrated? Uh yeah, i I'll disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's nice having you on the show. No, just kidding. <laughs> and of course, joining us again this week from Film Optics, we have Christian. How are you, buddy? What's going on, man? How are you? Man, you know, I'm just just chilling, right? You know what I mean? It's another beautiful yeah. day. It's hot. It's hot. You're in, yeah. you're in Nashville, so you're in the Nashville yeah. area. It is hot <laughs> as hell today. Yes. Anna, what's the weather like up there? In Illinois? Yes. Um, it's okay. It's like 75 to like 80 right now. So oh, it's, not like, it's like 100 here. It's like, it's like 96 it here today. It is been hot all yeah. weekend. It's terrible. And then, of course, our last and final uh, guest on the show this week. Um, I absolutely love where this is going already because I can see him previewed in the background. But, Eric, how are you, buddy, today? <laughs> I'm doing good, Ricky. It's, uh, it's good to hear that you're uh, healthy. Like, I'm glad that it turned out negative. Um, Me too. Not mm-hmm. foreshadowing anything yes. there, but um, <laughs> that's great. Is that loud? I'm sorry. Yes. No. Um, but folks, like we do every week, I'm going to break down the categories. I couldn't find the fancy pictures that I've had the last couple times we kind of did this. So I literally just have like one big picture that shows all of this stuff. But we talk about the category, who was nominated, and then who won. And then we break down who we thought should have won in the category. And then I'll pass it back around the table for everybody to tell us who they thought should have uh, been who, who was snubbed so obviously we're going to kick it off here we're going to kick it off with a supporting actress um we had alicia vikander for the danish girl jennifer jason lee for the hateful eight we had kate winslet for steve jobs rachel mcadams for spotlight rooney mara for carol um Vic, vikander won for the danish girl and i'm going to pass this to hannah first hannah who do you think should have won in this category um, I think that wait, who's not ready to get in when you read it? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> wow. Never mind. Fuck it. Okay, I have Tessa Thompson down as somebody that I think got snubbed. I think that um, Kate Winslet should have won actually because I had her down as supporting actress. I didn't know she was nominated. So yeah, Kate Winslet should have won. Uh, but yeah, Tessa Thompson would have been somebody that I think got snubbed. For sure, for sure. Uh, Eric, who do you think should have won in the category? Uh, I haven't seen The Danish Girl or Steve Jobs. I really liked Jennifer Jason Lee and Rachel McAdams. Um, so I'm going to give it to Jennifer Jason Lee. 
I can't believe you haven't seen Steve Jobs. I need you to get on that ASAP, please. <laughs> on Netflix now. Go watch it. Yeah, Steve Jobs might and be one of the Danish girl. The Danish girl. Danish girl's watching. Yes, agree and, as well. Um, Steve Jobs is the one with Michael Fassbender. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Danny we'll talk. Yeah. I will talk much more about that later. Uh, I promise. Uh, all right, Jacob, what do you got? Um, I am going Kate Winslet from Steve Jobs. Um. For me, it was between her or Rachel McAdams, but Kate Winslet, when I rewatched Steve Jobs, she really, I mean, she is right there with Michael Fassbender in that movie. It's just incredible. But yeah, that's who I'm going with. Christian. I'm going with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Hateful Eight. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, man. Are you kidding? Oh, oh, my God. This is going to be a fun conversation. I, I, I love I it. Do you not like Hateful Eight? It was okay. She was good in it, right? The rest of the film was just. Um, I didn't see uh, it. I have not seen right. it, so I'm gonna. This is, this is my Christian Christian ballot. I haven't seen a lot of these. Oh my god, this is heartbreaking. This is not getting off to a good start. I would have went. <laughs> I would have went with Kate Winslet uh, with Steve Jobs as well in this category um, for supporting um, snub. Obviously, Hannah kicked it off a little bit there with telling us about Tessa Thompson, which is 1,000% mine as well. Um, there's going to be a very big reoccurring film throughout this episode that I think that you're going to hear a lot about. What is it? But te <laughs> you, yes! will hear the, you will hear the film um, I Creed. thought that I would be the only one coming in here at Creed. Yeah, oh I thought God. I would be the only one coming <laughs> in here at Creed. So glad to know that you guys are agreeing yes yeah we the next category is going to be the big one obviously that we're going to talk about in a second but tessa thompson for creed was easily the biggest snub um for me in the supporting actress category uh jacob what do you got for a snub so you said alicia vikander won right mm -hmm. so i'm actually going with alicia vikander in a different movie in ex machina um which apparently was a 2014 movie, but was in the 2016 awards. But I'm going with her for Ex Machina and the supporting actress. Oh, it was terrible. All right, um, Eric, snub? Oh, man. I, I'm actually <clears throat> going to not say Tessa Thompson just because the, 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 the movie hits. Oh, gosh, I have so much to say about Creed. Um, Tessa Thompson is probably the one and only thing where I feel like they didn't do enough with her character. I think so, they did much better in the second one with her character. Yeah, so um, I'm going to yeah. go with Ex Machina. I'm going to agree with that. because. But the thing is, it's that same thing as last week where technically that's like a leading role. Yeah, it's but like I just threw it in. Place. But, so, you know what? Tessa Thompson, why not? <laughs> Christian, what do you got for us? I'm going to stick to my gun and say that uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was uh, snubbed. Uh, she she was on my snub list. I, I I could talk about the hateful eight for hours, but I'll just leave it at that because that's about as long as the movie was. So we could wow. probably do that. <laughs> I mean, that's just factual. It's not even a criticism. No, it was. It was just. It really was. It was just kind of a fact, but it kind of. Uh, all right, folks, we're going to transition into the supporting actor race. Um, Every, everybody hurts. hands up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so actor. Christian Bale, the big short, Mark Ruffalo, spotlight, Mark Rylance ugh, for Bridge of Meh. Um, Sylvester Stallone for Creed and Tom Hardy for The Revenant. I want everybody on the count of three to raise their hand if you think Sylvester Stallone should have won this award. One, two, three. 
Christian, you are all I do want to say, I do want to say that I wouldn't have been mad if Mark Ruffalo won out because I do love Mark Ruffalo. Same, same, agree, hundred percent. But I would have been mad with Sylvester Stallone's award, and he definitely should have won. This Mm. is the one of the worst things that's ever happened in the Academy for me. This I thought was a shoe in. I thought we were going to get a Sylvester Stallone Rocky on the stage moment, and we were robbed of that. We were robbed of this moment. We were robbed of it, and it was if you if you watched the show, you saw the heartbreak in Stallone's eyes that broke my heart watching him. And then it just at home, it's like Mark Ryan, and everybody in the crowd was really just like, "Whoa, what just happened?" And and it was, I'm just. Stallone should have won, period. Like, end of story. Like, it blew my mind. Hannah, your thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree that uh, Sylvester Stallone should have won. And I wouldn't have been mad if Mark Ruffalo won either. Um, This is just a category that I feel like, you know, the two, like, ones that should have won and weren't (laughs) picked, and that's, like, so, like, mind-boggling to me because it's, like, why would you go at anyone else but Sylvester Stallone or Mark Ruffalo? It's just... So weird. Exactly. Christian. I'm I'm going with Tom Hardy on this. I'm one. here for you, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, mean, I saw Creed 2, but I didn't see Creed 1. I don't really like boxing movies all that much anyway, so it, it wasn't really my, my forte. But Tom Hardy and the You Revenant, lost me, Christian. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. It's well, right, like man. my cousin wanted to go see Creed too, but he called it Creed Eleven, and I was like, "I'll explain it to you later." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, I enjoyed Creed too. It's just I I love the Revenant. I love Tom Hardy. I think he gave a hell of a performance. Um, sometimes I actually feel like his performance kind of overshadowed Leo's performance um, in the Revenant as well. But yeah, my pick would be Tom Hardy. Eric. Well, I mean, the, the answer is, is Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Um, here's the thing, Christian. Um, <laughs> Creed, when you say you don't, you can't, when it comes to Rocky One or Creed, I don't like boxing does not excuse it. And you can't really <laughs> explain that until you watch the movie. I know you know who Ryan Coogler is. You know he yeah. did Black Panther, mm-hmm. okay. The dude is like, he had more freedom than he had with Black Panther. He is hard unleashed. And just by direction alone, like, uh, again, it's going to be flag after flag on this. I'll I'll get back more into this later. But Sylvester Stallone, the way that they wrote his character's space in the movie was, like, perfect. How much time we spent alone with him, how much time he spent literally as a supporting role for another character, the parallel of fighting one and the other like just uh anyways jacob yeah no it's creed got back to what rocky one was where it was a much more you know human story and just everything i watched that movie the other day when he goes in there and talks about i don't want to spoil it for christian but when he goes in there and talks about you know what happens to him and says why he's not going to do something important that oh my god it just breaks me every single time i mean to get up and watch him give such a good speech uh, at the Globes and to win award after award and then to not win the Oscar was – it was just so, so upsetting. So upsetting because it's probably going to be his last shot to ever get one. 
Oh, um, absolutely. But do you Not know man. to go with the rest of the list? Rambo. You know, <laughs> oh no! To go with the rest of the list, Christian Bale was the wrong pick for the big short. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, I really did enjoy that one. Um, Mark Rylance, whatever. But Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy gave such a better performance than what Leo gave in a not good movie. There's no Leo slander in my podcast. Sorry. Thank You're gonna- you. <laughs> Bet. I get not- being mad, but let's not slander. Uh- <laughs> Y'all got to be nice to him now. He's in control now. Like it's- right. <laughs> I, uh, there's I'm no not, Leo. I love Leo, so there's the there's a fine line with uh, saying <laughs> bad things about Leo that gets you kicked off the show. So let's be careful. I will have a lot to say about Leo and Revenant later, anyway. But that's beside the point. We'll keep going. Sorry, yeah. Jacob. Not to interrupt, no, but interrupt. I, I am very okay. Hey, don't with interrupt, Christian Jacob. Uh, <laughs> but because Tom Hardy was really the only thing I liked in that movie. But yeah, supporting actor was just a weird. It was a weird year and just having him lose man it just hurt all right so wait snubs sorry snubs we forgot about snubs uh hannah what do you got for snubs in the best supporting actor role uh joel edgerton and seth rogan seth rogan for c jobs and then joel edgerton for the gift mm-hmm. uh i love both, her, both of their performances i think seth rogan gets very overlooked with Steve Jobs because the performances in that movie is so good, but the little the little amount of screen time that he has with Steve Jobs, he is so good in it. And Joel Edgerton is just creepy as hell in The Gift, and yes. he's amazing in it. So yeah, oh, I love both those picks a whole lot. And it's crazy. I like I thought those were gonna be like the the, the I have a lot to say about The Gift, but I'll talk about it more later. Um, let's see, Christian, what do you got for a snub? I'm I'm sticking to my guns. I mean. Uh... Tom Hardy's also my my snub list too. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. Yeah, I'm, I'll fight for him till the end. Eric, what do you got for snub? Benicio del Toro and Sicario. Mm-hmm. Got that one as well. <laughs> all right, I just, everybody keep first. naming all my guys, okay? And <laughs> the the dad in the witch. If that, I'm pretty yeah, sure that was this year. The Vavitch. <laughs> the no, Vavitch. <laughs> Baba, yeah. Yeah, the witch was. 2015, but you don't know the actor's name. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I guess it can't be that great, but you know. <laughs> Jacob, what do you got for snub? With um, me, I can look it up. Um, with me, I've got three. Um, but with my biggest one, I could take anyone except Sylvester Stallone out and put this guy in, and that's Jacob Tremblay for Room. Um, and then I've also got O'Shea Jackson Jr. for Straight Outta Compton. And Steve Carell for The Big Short, which I thought gave the best performance of that movie. Um, but Jacob Tremblay is my number one. He, I, he's a kid, so I get him not being in there. But man, that I think he fully changed what a child performance could be in a movie. Yeah, he was great in that. I completely forgot I about. Completely it. Forgot yeah, I until now. I, yeah. Right, same here. It's, I was like, oh, it, I, I'm kind of mad that I forgot about him. You can tell you can tell he changed it because every year when there's a good kid performance, it's always, you know, he had the best performance since Jacob Tremblay in Room. You know, that's what people are saying about um, about Noah Jupe and Roman Griffin Davis the, uh, Jr. They said, you know, he had the best performance kid performance since Jacob Tremblay in Room. That's what they said about Elsie Fisher. She had the best kid performance since Jacob Tremblay in Room. I mean, that's What's something it? that people keep going back to. Wasn't Roman Griffin Davis just the cutest kid ever? Like, oh my, I know it's totally off subject, but I just love him so much. And mm-hmm. 
he's just gonna be a star just because of his smile he's alone. He's so great. Oh my god, I love that yeah. movie. Um, all right, so uh, my Him snub, and, uh, right? Is Archie Yates. Yes. Yeah, yes. Archie Yates. Yes. Oh, so good together. Let's not talk about Jojo Rabbit because Jacob will tell you how much he hated it. Um, all right, so. Um, <laughs> So, all right, so for mine, there was a couple people that stole mine, but I have one that nobody mentioned. That was Michael Shannon in 99 Holmes. Um, I love that film. It's a great yes. film. It's a Andrew great. Garfield. Yes, Andrew Garfield, Michael Shannon. 99 Holmes is a fantastic movie that, like, nobody talks about, but Michael Shannon is so ruthless and so just, like, this big-time douchebag in that film, and I loved him in that film so much. And it's a film that gets really, really overlooked a lot. Um, all right, time to transition to actress. Um, the, obviously, the category had um, Charlotte Rampling from 45 Years, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. We had uh, Cersei Ronan for Brooklyn. We had Kate Blanchett for Carol. And then, of course, we had our winner, Brie Larson for Room. Um, Christian, kick us off. Who do you think should have won this category? So I'm going to go with uh, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars uh, just because for, for uh, Force Awakens, um, mainly because it, it was it was this it was a Star Wars movie that you know we haven't had one in a very long time um, prior to 2015, bless and you. it was like the first bless you. Um, it was the first Star Wars movie. It was that, the first bless you. <laughs> <laughs> bless you, my son. Um, it, it, it was the first Star Wars movie that got me excited for the franchise again, and it kind of it brought the magic back and. Uh, in every way possible, and I I saw it like four times in theaters. I loved it so much. Eric, so, who do you think should have won? Haven't seen enough of these movies to call anyone but Brie Larson. Mm. Hannah, oh, yeah, Brie Larson should have won hands down. Jacob, there's no competition. Yeah, I don't care if you I don't care if you've seen these movies, haven't seen these movies. I don't care if you've seen every single movie from 2016 <laughs> or from 2015. Brie Larson, if she would have lost this, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I am going to say, no, nah, yeah, it's Brie Larson. Um, I didn't realize you were wearing a Captain Marvel shirt. That is just awesome. That movie's terrible. Good choice. Movie's also, so I apologize. Bad. I accidentally gave oh up my God, snubs first. If anyone wants to say it's terrible, I will fight you on this. Oh like God, the first terrible. Captain America, or like no Marvel, Marvel. 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 Okay, Marvel. okay. Yeah, Captain Marvel's trash, but yeah, Brie yeah. Larson <sighs> should have won this hands down. Not even close. Hannah and I are gonna fight later. <laughs> um, but um, all right. So for snubs, I actually had two. I'll kick it off here. I had Emily Blunt for Sicaria, but I also like this. This is a category I went through and looked. Jacob and I kind of talked about this before. There wasn't a lot of strong actress performances. Once one of you bring one up, then I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about that one. I'm going to smack myself in the face. But <laughs> I also liked Amy Schumer in Trainwreck. I loved her performance in that. And I know it's a comedic film. And I know comedy films don't get looked at and blah, 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 blah. I just love that film a whole lot. And I thought she was fantastic in it. Um, Hannah's making faces at me. So I'm going to let her go next with her snubs. I think Bill Hader shows up Amy Schumer in that movie in every scene. Uh, Bill Hader shows up everything, uh, everyone and everything. I agree. (laughs) Uh, For for actress, I had uh, Emily Blunt and Anya Taylor-Joy for snobs. I agree with Emily Blunt. And Anya Anya Taylor-Joy is just amazing in Witch, so. 
Eric. So, since you said Anya Taylor-Joy, I am going to go ahead and talk as quickly as possible about uh, Charlize Theron and Mad Max Fury Road because he's going to cut me off in just a second, but she was actually legitimately good to talk. I got to get my word in. <laughs> she sold the heightened reality of that movie and suck it. So, anyway. <laughs> Damn. Jacob. Um... You know, this was a weird. I was graduating high school, starting college. I didn't watch too many, so I'm just gonna go Lily James from Cinderella. I actually did like Cinderella. I think it's one of the better uh, Disney live action movies. Um, and yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. I just want to thank everybody on the show for uh, uh, thank Eric for coming on the show because this is his last time <laughs> going to be on the show. No, wow, <laughs> it's funny because you know before what before I was looking into it before I found Emily Blunt for Scarlet, I was. I literally had Charlize on my list, even though I did not personally enjoy the film. I do think her performance is still really solid in the film. It's one of those films I want to revisit, but it's also, I love my hatred for it, that if I revisit it and like it, I'm going to be mad. So I really just enjoy <laughs> hating the film so much. So um, it's a perfect transition because now we're going to talk about best actor. I will prefix by saying that if there's any Leonardo DiCaprio slander, you will be booted from the show. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, no. <laughs> no, for best actor, we had Brian Cranston for uh, Trumbo. We had Eddie Remain uh, for The Danish Girl. We had DiCaprio for The Revenant. We had Matt Damon for The Martian. We had Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off who I thought should have won uh, first. DiCaprio. DiCaprio got the honorary Oscar, right? This is what this was. This was the year's of how many times did he win, did should have won, but lost. Because I can, can't count, I think at least four off the top of my head, starting all the way back to what's eating Gilbert Grape for whenever he should have been nominated and should have won an Oscar for. Because that performance is one of the best performances by anybody. It's one of my favorite performances ever. What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a phenomenal performance from Leonardo DiCaprio. If you have not seen the film, please go watch it because that right there was the birth of a star that we see daily, yearly, whatever you want to call it. But, but I love DiCaprio. But Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs should have won the Oscar, hands down, period. I love, I love Damon in The Martian. I, I love his performance. Cranston was solid trumbo. Redman was solace and dangerous, uh, the Danish girl. But Michael Fassbender gave the best performance of that year. It was mind blowing. I love that movie so so much. That movie is so. That movie is not. I don't. I don't know. It's not as good as a Social Network, in my opinion. But it's pretty damn close. It's pretty damn close to the Social that's, Network. That's it's good. it's so good. But um, all right. So I got enough to say about that, Hannah. What do you got? Who do you think should have won in this category? I think Michael Fassbender should have won also. And I disagree with you on uh, the Steve Jobs not being as good as the social network. I think it's better than the social network. I prefer it to that. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. agree on Michael Fassbender. He should have won. Uh, although Leo should have got his like honorary Oscar. I think For sure. Michael Fassbender, hands down, gave the best performance of that year. Eric. I, doesn't someone on here like The Departed a little bit? I don't remember. Uh -oh. Somebody. Uh, I, I love The Departed. The Departed is my the favorite, is masterpiece. My favorite The Departed yeah. is my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? <laughs> so, I yeah, really? I'm trolling him a little bit. No, The Departed is my all-time favorite movie. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was up that year and then didn't win. So, to me, like... No, I, he didn't get nominated for The Departed. He didn't? No, oh. he didn't get nominated for The Departed. No. Meh. 
That's oh a conversation gosh. for 2006. Did Matt Damon but... get nominated for The Departed? <laughs> no, uh, yes. No, Wilbur no, is the, one that won. the only one that got nominated. Yeah. He's an Academy Award. Nicholson, Nicholson didn't get nominated. <laughs> Wahlberg, did, I mean, I mean, uh, Damon didn't get nominated, and neither did DiCaprio. That's a, yeah. oh, God, don't even get me started on The Departed, <laughs> guys. All right? We're not, we're not. The so, weakest performance in that movie. Oh my exactly. God. Oh man. <laughs> See what you did, Eric. Are you happy? Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be happier in a second. See, Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think The Revenant is his best performance, but it is a great performance. And I haven't. Again, I haven't seen Steve Jobs, so I can't speak to that. So. I'm, Eric, you've got homework to do. Eric, you have homework to do between now and the next show. It's on Netflix. Steve Jobs, watch it, and then I, I'm going to quiz you whenever I welcome back to the show. Eric, he officially feels like Michael Fassbender should have won the Oscar. Um, mm -hmm. Christian, who do you got? Um, I mean, it's obvious. It's Leo. I mean, come on. <laughs> I like it. Well, I like it. <laughs> I mean, there, I mean, you know, we've been we've been hitting the nail on the um, the hammer on the nail the entire time. You know, talking about Leo, and I mean, I I like. The Revenant. I know a lot of people didn't care for it too much, I but the it was it was great. I like I was completely captivated. So yeah. I loved it, but I don't think it's Leo's best performance. I don't think he should have won. For I it. agree. Yeah, Jacob, time for you to talk about Matt Damon. So <laughs> I'm gonna get this out first because I'm going to be kicked off. <laughs> All right, so quick. I really like Leo. I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think he should have won for the Wolf of Wall Street, hands down. But I think this was probably one of the top three or four worst wins of the decade. Um, Leo's performance in The Revenant was not good. He grunted and crawled and uh, swam <laughs> from water. Um, but like, okay, it's, that's enough. No. For, me, it's, for me, it's either Maybe. Matt Damon or Fassbender. Um, and I just have to go. I love The Martian so much, and I love Matt Damon so much. Um, so I'm going to go with Matt Damon for The Martian. But Michael Fassbender is right there. I just think I think Aaron Sorkin has an issue where his lead actors give the best performance of the year, but just can't win the Oscar because that's the third time it's happened. Um, but oh, damn you, Aaron Sorkin! I know <laughs> you're Sam. So good. <laughs> the dialogue um, brings out like the best in people, but. It's mm -hmm. all kind of dialogue. It's like that's why I'm so I'm his new movie coming out is one of my most hype of the year. But um, but yeah, I'm going with my um, with Matt Damon. I rewatched The Martian. He's just phenomenal, just truly phenomenal. Yeah, I wouldn't have been mad if he won. Mm -hmm. I, I to be honest with you, I love Martian too. I, I'm a big Martian guy. I just don't appreciate the Leo slander on the podcast at all. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Anybody wants to get to, it out there. So if anybody wants to, I don't know, join me each and every week at the Music Scene Drive-In, <laughs> that'd be great. Looking for a new co-host right now. So, <laughs> um, no. All right. So time to be time to move to snubs in the actor category. Um, I'll kick it off. Why not? Uh, Michael B. Jordan for Creed. Um, next, Hannah. What do you got for us? Uh, I got Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I completely agree with you on Michael B. Jordan for Creed. He was fantastic in that. Although I do think that he gives a better performance in Creed too. Yep. He is just so phenomenal in Creed. Just the physicality alone should have got him nominated. Uh, and the way that he and um, Sylvester Stallone play off each other is just 
amazing. And Jake Gyllenhaal is just incredible in everything that he does. But he, uh, in Southpaw, he completely oh, transformed God. himself. And he it's nothing like we've seen from him before. So, yeah. It's funny because I mentioned Southpaw at the beginning of the at the at the beginning of the show. It, it's crazy to me. It's like every year, like I swear, every year you talk about one of these shows where it's like the Oscars, and it's like, where is Jake Gyllenhaal? You know, last episode it was Nocturnal Animals, and Nocturnal Animals. Where was Jake Gyllenhaal? You know what I mean? It, it's that so before that, the only Crawler, before that. prisoners. <laughs> yeah. It's like the some, only time he's been nominated is Brokeback Mountain. That's so crazy. It, it, Jake Gyllenhaal is the most underappreciated. He's the most underappreciated actor in Hollywood. Period. Like it, it, it's it's not even remotely close. Um, I loved him in Southpaw. Southpaw's such a solid movie, but I think that his performance outweighs the film as a collective whole. But he was just gut wrenching in that film. Um, let's go. Let's go, Jacob. Um, so me, I'm doing probably the most snub movie of that year. And that is not Creed, but straight out of Compton. And I'm going Jason Mitchell. Yes. Um, Jason Mitchell's performance was so freaking good. He had me believing he was Easy E from the very beginning to literally just the heartbreaking scenes of his death and everything. I mean, he had me convinced. And it was that movie as a whole was entirely snubbed. Um, Except, of course, you know, the writers, which were all white, but I digress. Um, but the just that performance was so good. So good. And, uh, yeah, he's my snub. Uh, Christian, snub. Um, I'm, I'm going with uh, Jacob on this one. Jason Mitchell, straight out of Compton. That movie was phenomenal. And I think that straight out of Compton should have gotten the same praise and recognition that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't deserve to begin with. Yes. Because it's, I mean, like, I, I, I truly don't understand it. Too. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, to see, it's crazy to see Bohemian Rhapsody get so much love and then straight out of Compton and Rocket Man just Rock, get. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Edgerton is one of the biggest snubs of the decade. Yes. I, I'm very surprised he was not nominated for, for that. Especially uh, after winning the Globe. Like, mm -hmm. I think they didn't nominate him just for the sole fact that they made an ass out of that themselves the year one. before. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't overshadow that awful. It's so sad. Yeah. Hey, I wish, I wish Rocket Man would have came out in 2018 just to like, <laughs> yeah. show up on Rhapsody. I really, oh man. Eric, your turn, sir. Snub. So I, I was going to look at a couple of people, but I'm going to focus on Michael B. Jordan to challenge a couple of things. <laughs> one, in comparison to Creed 2. There's a running theme in that movie where he's trying to answer the question of why is he doing this? Why is he putting himself through it? I personally don't feel like it ever gets the same sort of answer that he gets in Creed 1. And that moment where he's in the ring and he's backed up and they're saying, what are you doing this for? And he gives his answer. I'm going to be vague like Jacob was about Sylvester Stallone. It's one of the hardest hitting moments in any movie for me, like ever. And then... In comparison to Straight Outta Compton, I love Straight Outta Compton, but it is about multiple characters. It's an ensemble cast, and a lot of people help carry that role. Now, he was great. I'm sorry, I don't know the actor by name. I know you guys have been saying it, but I'm terrible with that. Um, but I just feel like Michael B. Jordan carries this story on his shoulders more than that actor does, so... See, yeah. I think I think Michael B. Jordan had 
I think Creed two was much more hard hitting. Um, and I think Creed two really answered the question of why, you know, why am I doing like, he's already at the mountaintop. He's done everything he just needed to do, but he continues to keep fighting. Um, and in Creed two, that scene when he's in the hospital, that, that Mark. I was going to say, that's um, the only reason why I think that mm-hmm. Creed two is a better performance from him. Yeah. That scene in the hospital. the hospital scene. He is so amazing. Oh God. I was just thinking about him to start crying. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I just won't lie. I thought that I thought about crying. because I thought if Stallone was going to die, it would have been probably the single worst, like crybaby moments of my life in film. Like if they would have killed Rocky. Oh my God. I mean, even if even he didn't die. And even that, like watching the movie, just seeing him like struggle and like be like, so like frail mm-hmm. and like exactly. in the hospital, it makes me like, Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so if I can for a sec. So I saw Creed alone one weekend because nobody was doing anything. I just walked into a theater and had I was like, oh, Creed's still out. I saw it in 2016. You know, I was like, whatever. That montage where he's going through that and the, the moment where he just starts running in slow motion and the cars are driving past him. Holy I'm, shit, that is one of my favorite scores of all, like, one of my favorite yeah. songs of all time. It's just that mm-hmm. score and, like, the people running by him and him, like, and Rocky up in the window. Holy fucking shit, Creed. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And Such- you're making me want to rewatch Creed tonight. And so <laughs> much right? theatricality. Like, when the whole stadium goes dark and out of the darkness, flames introduce the other guy into the like uh nobody was that. here i was like nobody's thank seeing you, Ryan this thank you, Ryan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm going to watch this right now i got the steel book here i'm gonna I'm go gonna just watch bring it, tonight. it. exactly now that we're I'm talking just... about it there's no yeah. way I'm, not, I'm like i can't exactly all right yeah. so oh one that i did forget about um one performance i really liked that another movie that not a lot of people saw is called true story it had james franco and jonah hill in it i love james franco's oh, performance in it. james franco was baller in that movie um i love that movie so much um all right so we're going to transition into best director um let's see here we had george miller for um mad max overrated road we had lenny <laughs> lenny abrahamson for room we had tom mccarthy for spotlight we had adam mckay for the big short and then we obviously had alejandro for the revenant which also won so we're going to pivot to christian who do you think should have won here Oh my God. Hold on. Sorry. I'm not very prepared. <laughs> it happens. Well, I wrote everything. I was like, oh, be- I, I totally forgot that we covered Best Director. Um, hold on. One. You can just say Alejandro won. He won for The Revenant. You love the movie. So there you go. I mean, yeah. We'll just go with that. <laughs> Anna, who should have won here? I agree that all, out of the ones nominated, because I don't really love these nominations, I think Alejandro should have won. Uh, but even that, I'm like, yeah. Uh, Eric. I am going to throw out uh, Mad Max. No. I won't. Well, yeah, actually, yes. I have reason, my I button on remove. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I was actually going to say, Jeez, I, I think the big short doesn't get enough credit for the way it balanced yep. uh, making you suspend your disbelief and then breaking that and building it back up again over and over again. And I, I feel like that writing though. That's why I'm not completely sold on the direction. I guess, but like having like Steve Carell standing right near Ryan Gosling and him turning right to the camera and being like, he actually did that and just turn back. I mean like that. It's just an example, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but once again, that's the writing though. 
that's why I'm like not. Yeah. Like, I've never been sold on Adam McKay as like a great director because I'm like I just think he works with good writers. Like, sure. I give you that. Uh, Jacob. Well, didn't didn't Adam McKay also write? I think Adam McKay just is a good writer. Yeah, Adam McKay wrote uh, the. If, big if short. he wrote, then yeah, yeah. If he yeah. wrote the big short, and so, so that's why. Uh, I think his direction is bland. Sorry. So. <laughs> okay. Alejandro G. Inaratu won for Birdman, and then he won for basically trying to do Birdman outside. And I just, I'm not a fan of The Revenant. I'm sorry. Um, but mine is Adam McKay. It's like you said, like the writing is so good, but Adam McKay was able to visually put that out there. And I think he told like a very, he told a story that with any other director, I think feels like you're sitting in an economics class and you're bored out of your mind where he made it something, he made it something to where you can really easily digest it and understand it and get through it and still feel compelled to, you know, want to understand more of it. And so that's why I pick Adam McKay for mine. I'm just hearing on repeat in my head. It's the writing. It's the writing. Like, well, the, the hard you know. thing for me to do here was, is this, I think this was an awful category because I feel like I'm looking at the nominees and I really feel like I could have listed at least five other movies that should have uh, five other directors that could have been nominated here. I, I would have been okay with wiping all five. I mean, the spotlight's a great movie. It's a great movie, right? You know what I mean? And I feel the same way the big, big short. I love Right, exactly. I feel the same way as she said about the big short. I love the big short. I think it's an amazing film. But I wouldn't say the direction is something that really just kind of stood out to me. The Room, Room, it, Room is Brie Larson's film, right? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't really, I think it's the writing and the acting in that. Mad Max, Mad Max is not a greatly written film in my opinion. I, the direction, okay, I understand the big overall you know, blah, 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 the big, you know, I understand. You drove down one road for six hours, and that was the movie. Um, and then, but for me, I, I kind of have to go with Alejandro just based on what he did with the film and the artistic approach. I feel like as a director, he directed the hell out of the film. I'm not saying The Revenant is a great film. I think it's a very good film. But it's, it's out of these five, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I would have to go Alejandro by default just because the category is awful like and then i look at the people where i see here it's like it's awful what i don't think it's awful i think it's weak i don't think it's awful though look uh, it's weak that okay it's weak you know i'm just saying i'm looking at other people like okay so i have i literally have three directors that i yeah. would have put into this category right away right i would have put I would have put Ryan Coogler for Creed in here. I would have put Ridley Scott for The Martian here. I would have put Joel Edgerton for The Gift here. I would have put Christopher McQuarrie for Rogue Nate, uh, Mrs. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I think that movie's a, a phenomenal film. That no, like all four of those, I would have been perfectly fine replacing the you know four of the five in this category. I just feel like there's a lot more. I don't understand Ridley Scott and Martian. I thought that was a greatly directed film. I didn't understand that snub. It made no sense to me, especially with what we have at the table. But those are my snubs. I know I kind of gave them away already. But uh, Hannah, give us your snubs. Uh, I have some of the same as you, uh, Ryan Coogler and Joel uh, Joel Edgerton. Uh, I think that just Ryan Coogler with his movies, he gives such a certain feel and certain like 
life to his movies that just I don't think any like I don't think any director working right now can like make a movie feel so like I guess homey as Ryan Coogler right now. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Coogler and Joel Edgerton are 100%. I think that The Gift wouldn't have been as creepy and as, I guess, uh, unnerving without his direction. And then Denis Villeneuve for, uh, Sicario. I think that Denis Villeneuve should, like, almost every year that he's released a movie, he should have been nominated for Best Director. Because he really doesn't write on his movies, rarely. And just, he, he brings so much flavor and, like, personality to each of his movies. that, And it feels different every time. And he's just such a phenomenal director. So, yeah. That's one of those films that did not need a sequel. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah not without him no <laughs> yeah <laughs> eric what do you got for stuff oh here? yeah <laughs> um okay so ryan coogler and denny villeneuve those were my two and ryan coogler particularly because of that sort of like you said the way that he brings things to life it, it's the immersiveness of it being like the first i guess you could say rocky movie of sequences planned out so thoroughly that there are takes where the entire boxing match is just one shot. Mm-hmm. And I Oh my god, that is so fucking good. Yeah, and, and just thinking about the timing and the choreography that had to go into pulling off the special effects and little things and people not really being able to pull their punches that hard because of the intimacy. Like, yeah. I will say, I would give Spotlight more credit if it weren't so all the president's men in zodiac but yeah anyways uh christian i'm going with my my main man uh denis on this one so i mean hannah pretty much took the words right out of my mouth already so yeah Sakari <laughs> is so good jacob um you know i'm going ryan coogler uh, i think that one take fight scene should have got him in on his own, but I'm actually going to also go F Gary gray for straight out of Compton. Um, because it's like you said, like it was such an ensemble and the way he was able to pull everything in and still tell a story. I think the runtime really hurt that film just being so so long. Um, Mm. but I'm also at the same time, I'm like, I think back on it and I'm like, what would I really take out? And I just can't really see things where I'm like, I want (laughs) the entire second half of the movie. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, I'm going F Gary Gray and his turnaround from doing straight out of Compton to doing the new men in black. What a, what a downgrade. Um, that was I, him? yeah, yeah, that's disappointing. Oh, I did. That is um, so weird to think of. Oh. I didn't yeah. hate it either, but like, it's very different from straight out of Compton. Like, I oh, that, God, like yeah. if you sat me down you're like, Hey, here's his next movie. <laughs> this movie, and I would never. <laughs> no, uh, but I, yeah, so those are, those are my two. My biggest problem with Straight Outta Compton was the second half of the film was so it, that 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 last hour felt like The Irishman. Like it was just it was so long. See, I think I think that last hour I think that last hour is where O'Shea Jackson Jr. and where Jason Mitchell were just they were just going at it and they really took over. Oh, it was uh, so good. Mm-hmm. I agree the drama between them paid off from the yeah. build up of their history like yeah. I don't think it would be think, as impactful. I think the first half was a NWA movie and then the second half really was like 
just a full-on drama between O'Shea and uh, and um, Jason Mitchell. And I that think movie, that movie reminds me of Waves, right? I love the I first half, like the first half of Waves, and then the second half of the movie is just like it's it's like two movies just put into one, and right, like, yeah, it it feels completely off on the second part. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I watch two movies in a day back to back. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of sequels? Just put them together. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Uh, All right. So final uh, best picture. God, this is just a really rough category. Um, Bridge of Spice, which I still don't understand why I got best picture. Okay. Let's just go ahead and nip. Because of one supporting actor. It bridges Br- Br- that's why well yeah i mean it's not yeah. it does not belong on here brooklyn um room I mean, spotlight the big mm-hmm. shark the martian and the revenant um those are the one those were the nominees um <laughs> what one was spotlight um hannah what should have won here spotlight 100 percent. i love spotlight so much and i feel like spotlight has gotten like the like bad end of the stick like over the years i feel like people have started to be like oh it's probably like, like bad and like boring whatever but i still love spotlight like i rewatch it not a whole lot but like pretty often enough to like know that i still love it uh i would have liked to see uh wait who, which one what one this year oh it's probably sorry uh <laughs> i would like to see the martian win too i think that would have been great because i really love the martian but probably 100 jacob um so yeah, I'm going Spotlight. Um, it was I actually watched Spotlight uh, when I was still trying to be a teacher, and I was going to a Catholic college, and I like had to go to classes about everything that was going on. And the way they really captured all that that happened in that movie, while you know making it still like a newspaper drama, like it was just incredible how I saw it. And it was, it was very, it's like we've said every, um, every episode, you know, what is going to leave the biggest impact on film? And I think this is probably one of the most impactful movies of that year. Um, aside from that, uh, I love the Martian. I think the Martian's great. I think, uh, after reading the book and then seeing the movie, I think giving them the PG 13 rating may have, uh, hindered it a little bit. Um, but I would have gone the big short as my backup. It's not like a hard PG thirteen though. No, yeah, it is. It's a hard PG thirteen, but the book is the book goes at least in the in the writing goes a little more in um, into some other stuff. But uh, but yeah, I'm Christian. Going Christian, who should have won out of these nominees? I I was wrestling. I mean, obviously, like. It's gonna be revenant, but I was I was thinking about uh, Room as well because I really did enjoy that movie, and I've talked about the Revenant enough. But um, I'm just gonna stick to my guns and go with the Revenant. Eric, so I'm pretty sure this category is gonna be all about the snubs, and I can't speak <laughs> much more to why it would be Spotlight than Hannah's already said. Um, there's just something personally disturbing, like something something that I keep thinking about over time. And when you look at the other options that you have, I love Mad Max Fury Road for a lot of reasons. And maybe that's just a whole separate debate, like a whole different show. Mm. But uh, Spotlight is dug into my brain. And that's it. 
I think it'll bring up the most conversation like 10 or 20 years from now too. Because when I think about Best Picture, I think about which movie will like leave like the biggest impact. Like, you know, years and years and years from now. I think Spotlight is 100% the, um, the best option here. But I would say in terms of that, Mad Max Fury Road for what it is has shaped the kind of movies it is in a way that I feel like will last longer than Spotlight has an influence over the kinds of movies it is. But that's the weird thing. My brain's just in a spot. So yeah, well, light on it. I really, I really enjoyed your time on the show. That (laughs) I think that years and years and years from now, I think that people will definitely remember Mad Max Fury Road. But I think that Spotlight will definitely have like a longer conversation Mm -hmm. to be had. Yeah. Yeah, I will not remember Mad Max only because it's a terrible movie. Um, But for me, honestly, this is hands down Spotlight. Right. This is everything that everybody else has kind of said. It's a the, the best picture really has that same meaning to me, right? It's it's like when Parasite won this year. We are going to remember Parasite's win for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? It, it has that sentimental value to it outside of just it being the first foreign film to ever win best picture. But Spotlight has an emotional attachment to it that is very, very disturbing. It's it's not a, it's one of those films that I don't s- just seek out to watch. But if it if I catch it, I'm definitely going to watch it because it's that good of a film. Um, I love Spotlight. It's such a great film. It's it's so hard to do a newspaper drama. I mean, you look at The Post. The Post is probably one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Amen. And this (laughs) this doesn't do anything differently than The Post does. It's just so much. It's so much more intimate and engaging and everything. And it's yeah, the writing, the performances, that scene when Mark Ruffalo is uh, yelling at Michael Keaton, who Michael Keaton could have, he could have been thrown in the nominations as well. And, um, yeah. and he tells him, you know, it's time, it's time. That's That just gives me chills. I like it. Uh, all right, snubs. Uh, Christian, give me a snub here. Um. Oh, man. I would say... Let's go with um, Mad Max Fury, uh, Fury Road. Absolutely. Definitely. Hannah, what do you got? I have Creed, Sicario, and The Gift. Uh, I think Creed is my favorite movie of 2015. I love Creed so much. Uh, Sicario is, I think, one of Denis Villeneuve's weaker films, but it's still, like, even saying that, still one of the best films in 2015 and the gift like who knew joel edgerton could make something so like unnerving and just like just makes you feel sick to your stomach like that movie had such a big impact on me and it still has such a big impact on me um i've only seen it twice and even then i still remember just everything about it and i just i love these movies so much so jacob it's straight out of conflict. Um, <laughs> we we just talked, you know, what what films are going to be, you know, seen, and I think that one told such an emotional and gut wrenching story that, you know, it seems like Straight Outta Compton's kind of been shoved to the back a little bit, but it's so much more than just a muse a biopic about music it's you know about what it's like to you know be in Compton and make your way out and then still how hard it is to struggle being you know black in America and it's stuff that of course we're seeing right now that has not changed um 
but that movie, it's just so, it's so impactful. Um, and I think that, I think that movie, that, that was one of the biggest snubs that entire year. Um, and I definitely should have gone in for best, for best picture. Eric. I mean, there are so many options. You got Terminator Genesis, Ted 2, you got Point Break, the remake. I mean, it's heartwarming how much there was. Um, No, you straight out of Compton, and then you have Sicario and Creed, hands down. Yeah, this this is hands down. It's this. I wish I would have got my Blu-ray if we knew that. If, I knew that you know, <laughs> if, we're if we were gonna have prop time, right? Yeah. What was planned? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just sitting next to all where my movies are, so that's why it's easy to like, you know, if I really, you know, if I really just want to do this, I'll do this right here. I'll just I'm go, so you know. I'm glad to see the Creed love though. I really did think I was gonna be the only one on here like rooting for Creed. No. <laughs> I'll just pull out all my Leo. Blu-rays here, you know what I mean. You got Wolf of Wall Street. You've got yeah, The Departed. Yeah. You've got The Great Gatsby, which will be no slender that film. The Django. We've got Marvin's Room. We've got Revolutionary Ro- uh, Just uh, J. Edgar. Um, I like Leo. Um, but no, <laughs> you like J. Edgar? No, I just own you all like of Leo's Leo? films. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> his his performance is good in J. Edgar, but I mean, um, no, it's not a good movie at all. Um, so no, but for me, it's Creed. It's hands down Creed, right? It, it hands, I think if I looked at it, Creed would probably be my favorite film of that year. Um, Sly Stallone and, and Michael B. Jordan and then Ryan Coogler, who, when you find out this film's coming out, there was so many like question marks, like, what are we doing? What, uh, why are we doing this? You, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the Rocky films. There's some bad Rocky films, but who cares? The Rocky character to me, Rocky one is one of the my all-time favorite film this is one of the greatest films ever it is it is it's just a heartwarming story um it's so much more about the overcoming obstacles in your way that are placed in front of your way i love the backstory of how rocky was made i love sly stallone i love his story and how it propelled him to be just this overbearing figure that nobody like even saw coming back in that time frame but creed was well written it was well acted it was well directed and it was very much snubbed in this category. It blows my mind to this day that we still, like, it was just snubbed. And then, of course, you know, you turn around and then Creed Two was just completely snubbed as well. You know what I mean? It was, Creed Two is a phenomenal film. Ryan Coogler is a genius, right? His directing credits are just out of this world. Fruitvale Station, I, I literally. Mean, he persuaded Sylvester Stallone himself. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. when Ryan Coogler talks about it, like, Sylvester Stallone didn't want to do this and then he either read it or something like, or seen Fruitvale Station I think it was and that's when Sylvester Sloan was like yes I'm 100% on board for this and you know Ryan Cooler when it made his oh, his best movie <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing like Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station is a phenomenal film right Fruitvale mm-hmm. Station I, I saw the clip you know the, cl- the clip that's all I have to really say you know it's been going around and watching it it rips you in a thousand pieces but you, you know, you go from Fruitvillization to Creed and then Black Panther, and it's like, you know, this guy is a genius, and it, his Oscar time will come, right? I really feel mm-hmm. like Coogler, his time's going he's to come. He's only in his mid-30s, and he's already made three, like, phenomenal films. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's the, that's the crazy to think about, you know what I'm saying, yeah. as a collective whole. But, uh, all right, folks, this has been fun. Um, I've been strolling here across the bottom here the entire time, but fa- follow Eric on Twitter, High Contrast Film. Uh, check out Christian's podcast, Film Optics. Follow him on Twitter at Music City Nerd. 
Give Hannah a follow at Movies and Cats as well. Don't give Jacob a follow because he's slamming <laughs> Leo. Um, give myself a follow at Regular underscore. Um, head on over to the MusicCityDriveIn.com. We're going to be pumping out some content um, this week um, to kind of get back in the swing of things. I've been watching uh, a couple of HBO Max pilots. I watched a pilot of Rick and Morty. I watched a pilot of Friends. I watched a pilot of Fresh Prince. You never and- seen Rick and Morty? No, that's the first time I ever watched Rick and Morty. Oh, um, but basically, I'm going through a lot of the bigger shows that are on HBO Max, and I'm watching the pilots, and I'm going to review them. Um, just to let you know, if you get this far into the podcast, have you watched I, Barry? I no. love Barry. Oh my God, Barry! Sarah. That's what that's what oh, me and Ricky like. Barry. That's one of the first things yeah, okay. we talked about Barry, before I love, we actually like, know each other. I love Barry. Uh, Barry's so Barry's good. I'm my right. TV show of all time. I love Barry. Mm-hmm. Barry is up there. Like it to me right now. My favorite TV show of all time right now is Ozarks. I just love that show so much. So, I love oh my god. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right, we're totally getting off here. But thanks everybody for Jason tuning in this Bateman. week. Oh, he's so <laughs> awesome. He's so baller. And then we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about the 2015 Oscars, which I really can't think of any film that's got nominated in 2015 right this second. So yeah, it's probably a bad year. But until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.